If you are trying to build a blogging affiliate site, I can almost guarantee that you are overwhelmed with stuff to do. And I mean guarantee because daily I work with new bloggers and every time by default, they are feeling overloaded with the long list of stuff that needs to be done to build a blog that allows them to work less and earn more. And this isn't rocket science because when this happens, new bloggers are going to one, waste massive amounts of time working on a website and have absolutely nothing to show for it, and two, sometimes feel like a failure because doubt starts to creep in, which causes a lack of motivation and is an open door to getting easily distracted with life. Sound familiar? Well, you don't have to feel this way because you can visit blogbuilderpro.net, that's blogbuilderpro.net, and you'll watch a hyper-quick training that will show you step-by-step -step how to fix this problem in literal minutes. And I am not exaggerating when I say just taking a few minutes to watch this hyper-quick training that I'm trying to get you to watch here can save you months or even years worth of time. Because think about it. Think about all of the time that you have spent writing articles or finding ideas of what to write about. Think about the time spent putting articles on social media and just hoping that they go viral. Or the time spent designing and building a website, choosing colors, deciding on logos. Look, it is disturbing how much time I see new bloggers wasting and I don't like it. So again, go check out blogbuilderpro.net for a free hyper quick training and we will fix your overwhelm just like all of the bloggers and side hustlers that I have personally helped in the past. That's blogbuilderpro.net. Watch the free training and I'll see you there. So in the next year, when I'm creating my new blogs, Every single time, I'm going for the snippet. Every time. If a page does not win the snippet in the first three to four months of writing that article, I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna rewrite the snippet section of that article and try again. Regular people are taking their passions and interests writing about it in a blog and making a living from it. But not everyone is successful. There is a right way to build a blog and a wrong way. And I am here to help you succeed with your online business. My name is Chris Miles, and this is the Blogger Evolution Podcast. Oh, and welcome to the Blogger Evolution Podcast. My name is Chris Miles. Wherever you are, wherever you may be, thanks for making us part of your day. How's your week going? How's your blog going? How's your affiliate marketing business going? Oh, I am feeling really, really good. Probably because I've just had a couple of cups of coffee. You know, I am a closet coffee snob, but you know what? We're just going to have some fun here today. Uh, 2020 is getting ready to end. We're, we're at the tail end. There is not much more to go. And 2020 has been a pretty crazy year for a lot of people, a lot of bad things have happened, and a lot of good things have happened as well, but sometimes the bad things seem to have overshadowed the good things. But the one thing that we do have control over is what it is we can do moving forward, okay? There's no guarantee that the things that are going on right now are going to change at all, uh, you know, starting January 1st at 12 a.m. midnight, you know? So because of that, we need to start taking control of what we can control, what I can control, what you can control. That way we can have a little bit more stability in our lives, you know, try to keep a little bit of uh, our, our mental states up. Because if we allow the rest of the world to drag us down, then it's just going to be a miserable existence. And you don't want that. Okay. So with that in mind, I decided to think about um, a few of the things that I want to do with affiliate marketing niche sites in the future. You know, the ones that I'm going to start in 2021, I have about three or four ideas that I'm getting ready to uh, really kind of drill down on and see which one I want to actually jump into. But this podcast, I want to specifically talk about the six things that I'm going to be doing differently with my 2021 affiliate marketing niche sites. OK, so. The reason for all of this, okay, when I first got started with affiliate marketing, first got started with blogging, all I wanted was really two things, okay? The first thing was I wanted to make money for my wife. I wanted to generate an income that can improve the quality of the life of my entire family. And it doesn't always have to be, you know, these lavish cars and vacations and yachts and boats. No, I, I, not necessarily that. I mean, improve the quality of our life in terms of being able to spend more time together, 
sometimes what we have seen especially within the last year is you know people who are now stuck in the house together it's making a lot of people rethink you know their relationships the relationships of those that are closest to them usually we are used to being gone for 8 10 12 hours or more per day and then being able to finally develop a time to perhaps miss that person right and then come back together in the evening but sometimes we lose that because you know humans just the way that we are we kind of get leveled out and we get used to what's going on and as a result, we are spending more time with each other. Some people, it's, hap- it's, it's a, that's a good thing. For some people, it hasn't been so good. The way I looked at it, when I finally got to the point to where my affiliate marketing business was making more money than I was making working a regular job, I remember thinking to myself, is this going to benefit us? And I remember coming back to this one thing all the time. It can't be a bad thing to spend more time with my immediate family. It can't. And yes, we're going to get on each other's nerves. Things are going to happen, you know, but what do we do to resolve those things? What do we do to resolve those things? Well, anyway, those are the two things that I wanted when I first started with affiliate marketing. The thing was, I knew a blog could do do it. I had seen so many people who were doing it and making good incomes uh, uh, and just really changing their entire lives with a simple website. So, since I was pretty much convinced that this was the way that I wanted to go, I built a website. I followed some old SEO tricks and tactics, probably some that were I probably shouldn't have been, because as a result, after a few weeks, my website got banned from Google, like completely just taken off of the website. You could not Google my website. And it was because I had kind of broken a couple of rules that at the time I didn't really know were rules I wasn't supposed to follow. But that was kind of a gut check for me because I had put a lot of time a lot of effort into the site, you know, sitting down, watching YouTube videos constantly, watching, you know, following this person, following that person and thinking that they were giving me good advice. And a lot of the times, a lot of those videos that I was keeping up with, a lot of the blogs or whatever, you know, I was taking information that was two or three years old sometimes, maybe four or five years old. And Google changes, SEO changes. And that's the main thing that I learned, that SEO is this ever evolving beast. Okay. And Following the wrong steps can literally kill your chances of being successful with your affiliate niche site. So I learned that I needed to keep up with everything that was going on with search engine optimization and Google if I wanted to uh, if I wanted this to become my main source of income. So the learning hasn't stopped. Even though, you know, I know how to build a site, I know how to create a site that that earns an income, and I've taught hundreds of people how to do it as well, the landscape on SEO is still ever-changing. So here are a few of the things that I want to reevaluate that I'm going to put a little bit more effort into as I am moving in to, to 2021. So the first thing that I'm going to be changing or doing differently with my affiliate marketing niche sites is I'm going to stop worrying with creating perfect content and just help people more. Stop worrying about creating perfect content and just help and help as much as I possibly can. Now, this is one thing that I constantly preach. Just be more helpful than the other person on the page or the other person on the search engine optimization or search engine results page. Let me tell you a saying that I learned a long time ago. When you're writing our articles for our blogs, great content will rank all of the time. Good content will rank some of the time. Bad content will rank a little bit of the time, but no content ranks none of the time. And the reason that this is applicable in our situation here is that I have had students in the past who have done a lot of work to build their websites, to put together their content. They've worked weeks or even months on it at times. And then sometimes they'll come and ask me a question like, Chris, when can I finally publish these articles? Uh, Excuse me? When can you start? You should have started posting them like the day after you started. Why are you saying that you haven't been posting any articles? What have you been working on? What have you been working on? Well, I was just trying to get my articles perfect before I actually just, you know, put them all out there. And that's the wrong way to look at it. That's the wrong way to think. You need to put something out there. Stop worrying with being perfect. 
Don't worry about if you forgot to put a comma here, if you forgot to put a period there. Now, don't get me wrong. Good grammar and uh, it does make a difference. However, it's not going to be the end all. Are you being helpful and uh, answering the question that's being per, uh, being proposed in your title? That's what you need to worry with. And just write the content and post it out there. Put it out on the Internet. Just do it. So a question I do get often is, what makes good content? How do I know if the content that I'm writing is good enough to even put out there? Well, the number one thing you should do is ask yourself the question is if your article answers the question. I always tell people, when you are coming up with your article uh, examples, or your not examples, but your article ideas, you need to make sure that you are answering a specific question. This is a great way to get traffic because that's what people are doing on Google. That's what they're doing on the internet. They are asking questions. And outside of that, they're also doing it through voice. People are using these smart devices, the Google Homes, the Amazon Alexas, all of these things people are using and they're asking questions and these devices give us the answer. Where do you think they're getting these answers from? The blogs that we are creating from our answer targets. Now we're going to get more into that later, but ask yourself again, are you answering the question? Are you being helpful? Are you stuck trying to sell something? That was one thing that really uh, uh, held me back in early blogs was I was always just trying to get people to take an action. Hey, read my stuff, click here so I can make some money. That's not gonna work. It's not going to work. It hasn't worked for years. It's not going to work now. You need to provide something of use, something of value. You need to be helpful if you want people to read your stuff consistently, watch your videos, listen to your podcast, whatever it happens to be. You need to be helpful first. Stop trying to sell. The second that I stopped trying to sell every second, I started making money. I started earning an income with my blog. Another way to make some good content is provide resources that help other people dive deeper. I know it seems a little counterintuitive, but don't be afraid to link out to other authoritative resources as long as it helps to support your argument. This helps in a number of ways in terms of SEO. And sometimes these ways are so far reaching down the line that you don't even know that it's going to be a factor with how your site ranks. But with your blog, with your website, when you're writing stuff, you're making claims, you're saying this, you're saying that, it's always better to link out to a Wikipedia, to link out to uh, an authoritative website, something that can help support your argument. By doing this, it's going to help other people kind of vouch for you so people can see, oh, he's not just making this stuff up. So link out to other authoritative resources. That's how you make good content. And sometimes other resources that can be helpful to people could be other articles on your site. So just feel free to link to other sites on your blog as well. Be sure to include graphs, charts, guides, images, videos, whatever it happens to be to create good content. Remember, you just have to be better than what is already out there for your search term on the internet. So that's number one. Stop being perfect. Stop uh, uh, worrying that it needs to everything needs to be 100 percent in line in order for you to post your articles. But you must be helpful, more helpful than the next person. All right. Whew, fired up here. All right. So point number two, the next thing that I'm going to be doing differently with my affiliate marketing niche sites in 2021 is that I'm going to be creating better subheadings. Now, subheadings need, at least now, they need to be able to stand on their own. As in, your subheading just can't be the next step. Or check out what happened here. Okay. I've seen it in too many blogs. Your subheadings in your articles need to also be specific answers or, excuse me, specific questions that are also being asked, that are relevant to the overall article. Now, there is a thin line here because you have to be careful not to stray too far away from the pack. The title of your article is the title of your article, and it needs the article itself needs to be about that. 
But there should be naturally other questions that a person would ask that can fall under your main topic. So make sure that you create subheadings that literally can stand on their own. Now, I don't know if you've noticed this, but when you Google something on on Google nowadays, you'll notice that sometimes they'll have uh, uh, the snippet at the top that has a little chunk from a website. If you click it, it'll bring you to the website and automatically highlight in yellow what it is they're trying to show you. And a lot of times that's not always the second article or the second paragraph in that article. It can be an article or a paragraph that's 10 paragraphs into the article, 20 paragraphs into the article. Because Google is finding a way to kind of index every single part of our of our blog posts. And you know what helps that process? Having good, distinctive subheadings that actually provide some type of information and value. So better subheadings is what you need to start doing as well. That's what I'm going to start doing as well. And it's going to increase the traffic to your website 100 fold. Each subheading that you create is an opportunity to get another snippet on Google, which will then bring you more traffic. So the number three thing that I'm going to be doing in 2021 is I'm going to be working on speeding up my website. Now, this is a huge one. Speeding up your website should be a priority for you. But keep this in mind. Your website does not have to be the fastest website in the world. It just can't be the slowest. Okay, but when you err on the side of caution, err on the side of caution for being faster. When you are faster than the competition, you have a better chance at winning with overall user experience. If you're on Google and you're searching for something and you click on a link and it takes longer than two seconds to pop up, you get annoyed and move to the next thing. I've been through that. I'm sure a number of you have been through that as well. That's part of the user experience. So if I click on your site and it takes longer than a second and a half or a second or so to load, that's going to be a problem. Because you have to look at it from the grandier scale. A lot of people are making these searches from their mobile devices, which means they aren't always connected to Wi-Fi at home or at the library or wherever they happen to be. They could be out in the boondocks. Just they have a random question in their head that they want answered. And then they Google it on their phone and they might have one bar, you know, on their phone. And the slower your website loads, the slower that they're going to get their answer. And the quick, the more quickly they're going to split and look for another option. So if your website is faster than the next website, it makes it infinitely easier for you to rank better because you are creating a better user experience. Now, I don't want to leave you with at least a few ways in which you can increase the speed of your website. But one thing that is probably paramount, that is huge, is image optimization. When you take a picture with your phone, which is one of the things I always recommend people do for their blogs is take real pictures, right? So when you are creating pictures, you're out, you know, living your niche, you're taking pictures and now you want to upload it onto your blog. Make sure that you are optimizing that image for the internet. Don't just take the raw image right out of your phone or out of your camera or whatever that you happen to be using. The world of using JPEGs and PNGs, you know, it still exists on the internet, but that is a dying art form. Those types of uh, uh, image formats, JPEG and PNG, those are the really the more popular ones on the Internet. They've been around since the early 90s. And nowadays, what the new thing is, is called WebP. And it's not really the newest thing. It's been out for a while, but it's been getting a greater push nowadays since Google has been making a bigger push with mobile in recent years. WebP is the new image uh format that your website needs to have. It's ultra small, but still looks great on the internet because it really only needs to look good for your mobile device. This way with WebP, it can actually choose which version of an image to show you so that it loads the fastest. And the best way to do that is by using a plugin to change the images that you upload to the WebP format. WebP spelled W-E-B-P as in Paul. The one that I use is called Short Pixel. 
Shortpixilla is a great service that does quite a few things for you. It takes the images, but it also converts them to WebP format. Now, I've played with dozens and dozens of uh, plugins that claim to do this for you or only do this for you and don't do other things. For me, Shortpixel has been one of the greatest plugins to use that just does everything, including convert your images to WebP format and can help you even with what's called a CDN or a cloud delivery network, which will then put your websites in other places on the internet or your images in other places on the internet. So no matter where a person happens to be when they are pulling your website, they're gonna get images from a server that's closest to them. But anyway, if you wanna check it out, go check out Short Pixel. You can go check it out at benjisdad.com slash shortpixel. That's benjisdad.com slash shortpixel. They do allow you 100 free images uh, a month. So as long as you're not uploading 100 images to your website, um, then you can use the service for free. Um, if you do need to get upgraded, it's very nominal. I think like three or four dollars a month. It's not insane. But that three or four dollars a month is going to make a huge, huge difference with how fast your website loads in terms of your image optimization. Now, another way that you can speed up your website is by using the fewest plugins possible. OK, you shouldn't have a website that has dozens and dozens of plugins. The more code which is what a plugin is. It's just a little piece of code that you put onto your site. That code, the more that you have of it, the more that it needs to be sifted through by the server before it actually presents it to the user. And that just causes more and more of a slowdown. The more plugins you have on your site as well, it makes a difference. Because if those plugins aren't coded the best way to make sure that it's uh, using the fewest lines possible, you know, it, it gets a little bit technical, but you can have a plugin that's not written the best way and it ends up just leaking memory, making the website run slower, which is the ultimate thing. The website will run slower with the more plugins you have. And then the more plugins you have, the more apt that you are to having a plugin that's not going to work that well. Okay. And because of that, it can cause your website to slow down. A little trick that I've used to kind of run through what plugins I need and which ones I don't need. It's just start looking at the feature sets of all of the plugins that you have. Sometimes you'd be surprised that some plugins are doing the exact same thing that other plugins are doing. So it might be uh, advantageous for you to look around and say, okay, do I really need this plugin? Did I just download it to do this one thing and then never got rid of it? You know, if that's the case, it might be wise just to go ahead and get rid of the plugin, move on to something else. Or maybe find a plugin that actually does do that along with other things so that you can get rid of another plugin. Another problem is getting plugins that do too much and you only need it for one specific function. So you have to look at it from the other way as well. Uh, that's very popular in a lot of plugins like um, All-in-One SEO or Yoast or Yoast. <laughs> you know, these plugins have you know, a ton of features, like a ton of them. But when you download it and you start using it, you might only find yourself using three or four of the main functions. So then it might be consider you might consider, you know, getting rid of that plugin and getting just one small plugin that might only be two or three lines of code that takes care of the same that you're looking for. It takes a lot of uh, trial and error sometimes to get this done. And in most cases, it might even be better for you to just hire someone to do it. But if you have more time than money, then these are just a couple of things that you can run through. You can test the speed of your website by going to places like pingdom.com, uh, gtmetrics.com. Uh, the one that most people use is Google PageSpeed Insights. Because the whole thing is, if we're trying to rank on Google, you would want to know what Google thinks about your website anyway. And they do so with the Google PageSpeed Insights. Make sure that your numbers are high. They're green. They need to be in the 70s, 80s, 90s, if you can help it. If you're anything below that, then you need to consider doing some things to speed up your website. Especially if, um, what do you call it, SEO, Google, uh, or your search engine optimization in general is going to be your main play. So we have three more that we're going to go over. But at this point, let's take a quick break just so that we can take some more sips of coffee 
I don't know if you can tell. I'm actually, I'm really hyped. <laughs> I'm, I'm probably talking too fast, and I apologize if that's the case. But we're having a good time. I really enjoy talking about this stuff. But before we get into the last three things that I'm going to be doing differently in 2021 with my affiliate niche sites, let's take a quick break. I remember spending days looking at web pages and templates and tons of options when I first set up my blog. I even remember spending hours setting up a website trying to get it to look just right, just for it to look nothing like the demo that I was promised when I installed it. Plus, I could never fully customize things like the headers and the footers and even the sidebars without having to go out and hire a developer, which can get very expensive. I needed something that was a better option. I needed a go-between. And after struggling, I did stumble across that go-between, Thrive Themes. Thrive Themes is the number one website builder that I recommend and use every single day. It doesn't require special coding or any type of web design skills to use, yet it is still fully customizable. So if you are running a blog, an e-commerce store, affiliate marketing niche site, or whatever, Thrive Themes is an amazing suite of WordPress plugins that can take your site and turn it into something you'd be proud to share with your friends, and most importantly, your readers and future customers. The Blogger Evolution Podcast has partnered with Thrive Themes, and now you can take advantage of a 24% off coupon when you pay annually for Thrive Membership. Check it out over at Benji'sDad.com slash Thrive Themes. That's Benji'sDad.com slash Thrive Themes for the hyper user-friendly page builder, which includes everything that you need to build a conversion-focused website in minutes rather than days. Did you know that if your website is running too slowly, it can cause higher bounce rates, lower search engine rankings, lower page view numbers, and even lower conversion rates? To put it simply, a slow website means lower profits. In fact, if your website is delayed by more than one second, it can literally be costing you thousands of dollars a year. But don't worry, I have an answer for you. WPX Hosting. WPX Hosting has some of the fastest website hosting on the planet with lightning quick servers, 24-7 support that is available in less than 37 seconds when you need them, blazing fast load times, and even a free high-speed content delivery network. But that is not the best part. Even if you are with another host, WPX Hosting will work with you for free to migrate your site over in less than one day. Along with automatic backups, malware scanning and removal, email, staging area, and 99.95% uptime guarantees, WPX Hosting is the exclusive web host for the Blogger Evolution podcast. Our friends over at WPX Hosting want you to join the family as well. For a limited time, you can enjoy a 50% discount on the first month of hosting, meaning that you can make your website faster for less than $13. Visit Benji'sDad.com slash hosting for your 50% off coupon. That's Benji'sDad.com slash hosting. Remember, a faster website means higher profits. And we are back from break. So the question of the day is presented to us by WPX Hosting. WPX Hosting is, is it possible to fall in love with a host? I'm just throwing it out there because WPX Hosting is really, really, really good. Okay. In terms of speed and definitely in terms of customer service. Uh, one time I was, I ran into like a little roadblock with my website and i was like well maybe the host can help me and you know at the bottom there's a little chat feature or whatever you know you click it and you type it most times you type that in and then you you wait a few hours all right you wait till tomorrow to get an email or something like that and with this less than a minute later literally around i think they say the average response time is around 30 seconds to a minute and I can attest to that okay I remember one time asking a question and literally about 37 seconds later I know it's an oddly specific number but about 37 seconds later I had a response saying hey Chris what's going on what can I help you with that's customer service and this happens they have people all around the world helping out right so this happens at any time throughout the day at any time throughout the day. So be sure to go check out WPX Hosting. Um, you can go check it out uh, through my 
uh, affiliate link. It is an affiliate link. It will help support the podcast if you decide to use it. But if you do, you'll also get a 50% discount on the first month of your hosting over at Benji'sDad.com slash hosting. That's Benji'sDad.com slash hosting. There's also some testimonials of some other students who have already used WPX hosting and the greatest things that they've been enjoying from it as well over there at Benji'sDad.com slash hosting. I'll be sure to put a link down in the show notes afterwards. So our question of the day that is presented by WPX Hosting is, hey, Chris, what are you doing differently with your affiliate niche sites in 2021? We've already gone through the first three things that I'm going to do, but now let's jump into the fourth one. I'm going to post fewer blog articles, but make sure that they have longer content. So just to kind of capsulize that, fewer posts, longer form content. So I've learned a lot, okay, over the past few years in creating blogs and creating failure as blogs and creating successful blogs. Um, one example is I have a blog that has around 300 posts on it. And to this day, it only gets maybe a few hundred hits per month. And that's a lot of time, effort, and just blood, sweat, and tears, really, to put together those blog posts and only get a few hundred hits to your site a month. That's that's kind of deflating, and it makes you not even want to do it with all of those blog posts. But then I have another blog that only has about maybe less than 100 or so articles on the entire site, and it gets close to 100,000 hits per month. Less than, a, you know, think about that. I have less than a third of the amount of posts and getting a thousand X times in traffic. Well, why is that? Because of longer blog posts, more in-depth blog posts, blog posts that actually answer a question, not just to get something off my chest. Okay. So what I have learned through this whole process is that better content Fewer posts is the best way to go. So start writing blog posts that are 2,000 to 3,500 words long that are going after bigger terms. But then also be sure to do the proper keyword research, the proper topic research, the proper studying of the search engine results page to get nice uh, uh, short articles that are around 1,000 to 1,300 or so words that can you can you that you can also rank for that's going to give you good traffic to your site. The days of writing 500 word posts, 300 word posts, they're dead. Okay. When people tell you that blogging is dead, that's what they're referring to. That type of blogging is dead. But nowadays, blogs that are at least a thousand words long, blogs that are very uh, involved, that cover everything from A to Z. When someone reads this article, they are literally left with no questions once they're done because we've covered everything. That's the type of blog articles you want to start creating today. Now, I've been doing this for a while, and that's been the bread and butter for a lot of my websites that I have created. I've tested out this theory, and it just works. Okay, it just works. I get big traffic, really thanks to one post sometimes on a website. And then you start, and then as your site gets that authority, other blog posts start to get those, uh, get that traffic as well. So don't get caught in the trap of just creating, creating, creating content aimlessly with no end in sight. Be targeted, be intentional. Think about what it is that you wanna create. We mentioned it a little bit earlier, but make sure that you're doing your keyword research, you're studying the search engine results page, you're doing your topic research. That's how you know that you're not going to be wasting your time writing articles that will never rank. Okay, all right. Good, we got that one. Let's move on to the next. The fifth thing that I'm going to be doing differently in 2021 with my blogs is I'm going to include some type of multimedia in every single blog post. Every single one. No matter what, I'm going to start creating some type of content, multimedia content, that's going to uh, be posted there to help the SEO. So, just so that we're all on the same page, what is multimedia? All right, so multimedia is something other than the written word. An image is multimedia. A video is multimedia. A podcast is multimedia. Those are probably the three main ones. Images being 
uh, probably the number one thing you need to include, but then definitely go out there and get some type of video or a podcast to try to help with your SEO. This is a huge, huge thing. Now, when it comes to images, when it comes to pictures, I do kind of shy away from always using stock imagery. That's these places that have the, you know, obviously they're models who are just in a pose doing something. You know, those, they're very generic. They don't help anything. In my opinion, most of the times, that's just like a space filler. You know, it's just there because you needed to put an image there. So one thing that I always recommend is to use your own images. Always use your own images if you can help it. So if you are creating an affiliate niche site and you are, you know, involved in your niche, you're living your niche, you need to take pictures of things while you're doing it so that you can include it within your blog post. This is going to help in so many ways because, again, we kind of go back to the user experience. You know, people are smart nowadays. When they go on the internet, they're looking for questions, they're lo looking for answers to their questions. They're going to tell if you're just writing it just for the sake of writing it or if you're actually involved and have a passion for what it is you're writing about. And when you have your own images, you're showing them that, hey, I'm doing this too. I'm right where you are. I'm no one special. I'm just here with a hobby that you happen to share with as well. Come listen to what I have to say about it. Come read what I have to write about it. And when you put your own images, that goes a long way in proving that point. Now, something that goes even farther in improving that point is creating a video. Now, video helps your search engine optimization immensely. Immensely. Number one is because it really increases the time on your site. When somebody Googles a term, they go to your website, they click on your website from Google, and they stay on your website for a very long time, that is a positive indication to Google that your site at least helped them answer a question. If it helps them answer the question, they're more, more likely to use Google again in the future because they got a positive experience from it. So increasing the time on site of people who land on your website is going to help your SEO. And the chances of uh, your article also being shared is helped when you have a video. And the main reason for this is because people love video. That's why YouTube is just blowing up right now. And it also helps you to reach out to another group of people. Unfortunately, there is a lot of people out there who just don't like reading, right? That's just not the thing to do. And that's just the way that they're raised. You know, that's just how some people are. They, they are more visual rather than having to sit there and read it. They rather have stuff be told to them rather than them trying to figure it out. So that's a whole group of people that you're not talking to if you were to blog alone. But if you're in if you were to include video, definitely include a video that's going to be helpful for your audience. Now, here's the thing. Any video would be helpful. So as long as it's relevant on the topic of the article. So if you're writing an article on how to make a cup of coffee or something like that, go to Google. I'm sorry, you go to YouTube. Find you know, a video of someone doing something very similar to what you're talking about. Plop it onto your article. Now, it will be better if you were to use your own video. And there's a couple of reasons for this. Um, I'd really discovered this with one of my first blogs. Not my very first one, but one of my first blogs I discovered this with. I noticed that creating the videos on the article topics was getting traction faster than the articles themselves. Sometimes the articles would take you know, a couple of weeks to rank, maybe longer, you know, depending on what it is. But the videos, they were getting hundreds of views probably within the first couple of days, you know, of it being there. So people were seeing the video before they even got to the article. That's huge. That That's big because bringing that kind of traffic to your blog does nothing but, you know what they say, um, rising tide helps all ships or something like that. That's what you want to do. If you have one article, one blog post that has a good effective video in it, and then if it's your video, then you're telling people to do what you want them to do. You're having calls to action to go to other parts of your website within your video. That just helps bring up your entire blog. 
So even though video is, you know, amazing, you know, and I definitely recommend it, uh, you, it's not necessary. I've had plenty of blogs that I didn't create one single video for. And the blog did just fine. You know, so it's not 100% required. And you don't even have to show your face if you don't want to. Screen shares are just fine. But if you can go out there and you can show your face, that was just going to do nothing but help you even more. But video is not necessary, but I definitely do recommend it, especially when it comes to helping create your own brand and helping to uh, helping you be seen as more of an authority so that people will buy stuff from you in the future. And then another thing, another piece of multimedia that people can throw out there that is sometimes kind of forgotten is podcasting. It's podcasting. Podcasting helps bring an intimate feel for your readers, for your listeners, for whatever they happen to be. Because think about it. Um, I don't, this podcast right here, we're already pushing about 40 minutes on it. And, you know, we've just been kind of, you know, having a good time talking about affiliate marketing and blogging. And, you know, we've been, you're probably out there running. You're probably out there in your car or commuting to work or whatever it happens to be. You know, that's, you know, it's an intimate feel because we're right there. You know, I'm right there in your ear. You know, podcasting is very, very helpful. Here's an interesting statistic. The average listen time to a podcast is around 40 minutes. The average watch time on a single video on YouTube is less than two minutes. Think about the contrast there. So consider podcasting. It is a great form of multimedia to include on your website as well. Plus, it's a great way to have fun because YouTube is great, but there's a lot uh, that is involved, especially if you're going to want to show your face. You got to you know plan the video, shoot the video, edit the video, and then get it out there and promote it. Then you got to you know rinse and repeat. Podcasting, you can literally just get up in your pajamas, go jump behind the microphone. You know, you do want to plan it, obviously, but you jump behind a microphone and you just start talking and you start to create some really, really cool relationships with it. So definitely consider podcasting as well. So the number six thing that we're going to be jumping into for uh, what it is I'm going to be doing differently for my affiliate niche sites going forward is a more of a focus on featured snippets. So we touched on this a little bit before, but Feature snippets. Let's just give me let me give you the definition. This is what Google calls their feature snippets or defines what their featured snippets are. It is a Google provided quick answer or summary from a relevant website. They tend to show up when your search is in the form of a question. If you search with Google Assistant voice search, that is what is read aloud. All right. Think about that. OK, that's what Google is saying. That is how Google defines what a featured snippet is. For more of a visual feel, if I can try to describe it as best I can, when you're searching on Google and at the very top, it's just like a quick little answer to the question that you're asking. That's a featured snippet. Now, in the definition that we just read, taken directly from Google, couple of things I want to point out. Number one, it says a Google provided quick answer. Google provided eh, that one's kind of be, is kind of debatable because we are the ones who are writing the articles. Right. So Google kind of gets this from our articles. But the main part I want you to focus on is the quick answer. The quick, you know, most succinct answer possible to the question that's being asked. The next part I want you to uh, keep in mind in terms of this specific definition from Google about featured snippets, it's a summary from a relevant website. Now, this one's huge because your site needs to be relevant to the question being asked, which usually means your site needs to be about one particular topic. It needs to be niche or niche, depending on where you are. It needs to be niche about what it is that you're talking about. And then third, and I think this was probably one of the biggest uh, points that I want to make here, is that if you search with Google Assistant voice search, this is what is read aloud. Now, in terms of traffic, that one, that last one's probably not going to bring a lot of traffic to your site. But the point here is that the use of Google voice search is rising 
and it's rising very, very fast. And if your site can be seen as an authority in terms of whatever your niche happens to be, and they're pulling featured snippets from your website, that's going to help you look good in Google's eyes. And as a result, they're going to serve you more traffic. Okay, the featured snippet is super important because this gives you the opportunity to leapfrog other high authority websites just because you have a better, more succinct answer to the question. There have been times that I've created specific uh, articles with a a tried answer target, I guess you can call it, of where I am specifically trying to get the featured snippet. Uh, for that particular question when someone Googles that question. And when I win the snippet, sometimes I am outranking huge websites. I'm outranking the Amazons. I'm outranking the Wall Street Journals. And I'm outranking all these huge websites only because those other websites didn't take the time to put together a good answer target. They didn't specifically write a paragraph that was just there to answer that question. Whether you like it or not, this type of thing is going to bring huge traffic to your site. Now, some of you can argue, there's going to be a lot of SEOs out there that might argue with you and say that having a featured snippet doesn't help your website at all. Because think about it. When someone Googles something, the feature snippet pops up, they get the answer to their question and what? They're gone. They didn't click on your website. They didn't do anything like that. So yeah, that is a way in which, you know, some people aren't going to be going to your website, but, but there's always a but, right? But people are there and they're seeing your site. And maybe if they have one question about a specific product or a specific question and you answer it, you know, chances are they're going to have a similar question in the future and your site might answer that question for them as well. And then that's, and then maybe another question and another question. All of a sudden, your site's coming up pretty regularly when they're looking for questions in that particular topic, which means you're going to be top of mind when they finally get to a buying decision. Plus, the people who are just looking for the quick answers, they aren't the people that you want you know, on your site anyway in terms of wanting to buy anything because they're just there to get the quick answer and run. The people who want, who are going to be reading your articles, the people who are going to be uh, getting that featured snippet and then diving deeper by clicking on your site and continuing to read, those are the people you want to continue marketing to because they are really interested. So again, let's assume that featured snippets takes traffic, quote unquote, away from your website. It still helps with branding. It still helps with authority. So at least go for it. So in the next year, when I'm creating my new blogs, every single time I'm going for the snippet, every time, if a page does not win the snippet in the first three to four months of writing that article, I'm going to go back. I'm going to rewrite the snippet section of that article and try again. A trick that I have found that helps is even to bold that specific section, put in bold the specific answer target and to make that answer target as systematic, as academic an answer as possible. Something that you would find in an encyclopedia, something that you would find in, on Wikipedia, you know, nice, succinct, to the point, probably three to four sentences, if that, to answer the question as quickly as you possibly can. Think of it as something that you would hear Google Assistant say when you ask it a question. That's what you want to go for. And that's what I'm going to be doing with my future sites coming up in the next year. So in conclusion, we've talked about the six things that I'm going to be doing. Number one, stop worrying about perfect content and just help more. Number two, coming up with better subheadings. Number three, doing what I can to speed up my website. Number four, fewer posts, longer form content. And then include some type of multimedia, preferably video, but podcasting works just as fine. But you also have to remember, always include at least one image. And then more of a focus on featured snippets. I feel this way. This is what SEO is going to, and we need to change accordingly. 
if you want our sites to continue thriving, if you want our sites to continue getting traffic. I'll share with you one quick interesting statistic that I heard in another podcast in terms of uh, websites that are reaching the thresholds for advertising, such as the Mediavine, your ad thrives. Uh, I believe uh, Mediavine, I believe it was, they moved their minimum traffic requirement from 25,000 to 50,000 because too many people were getting to 25. So again, blogging is not dead. It's just evolving and we have to evolve with it. So I get, I ask you the question, have you started your affiliate niche blog? Have you started your website? If you have, congratulations. What are you doing to continue growing it? What changes are you going to make in the next year to make sure that your blog continues to grow? If you need some help with it, please go be, please be sure to go check out blogbuilderpro.net for a free training where I show you a lot of the things we just kind of went over, but even more so on what you can do to have affiliate marketing and blogging become your primary sources of income. That's at blogbuilderpro.net. I'll be sure to put a link down in the show notes below. So if you've enjoyed the podcast, please, however you're listening to it, leave us a review, especially on Apple Podcasts or on uh, Spotify. Also, share the podcast. You can do so by just taking a quick screenshot, tagging me in it on Instagram, Benji's Dad Official. And I'll be sure to re post it retweet it it's not a tweet because it's not instagram it's not twitter but yeah just put it out there show other people what you're doing with your time that you're actually trying to do something to improve you know your quality of life just like i've been able to do with blogging seo and affiliate marketing so anyway enjoy your week 2020 is coming to a close but we're going to have a new beginning in 2021 always remember my favorite saying do something now that your future self will thank you for. So keep building, keep growing, and I'll see you later. Peace. Peace.